we get really good at what we practice. And if we practice negative self-talk, boy, can we get really good at it. Mm. If we really intentionally practice speaking to ourselves, um, like we would our children, you know, or we would our best friend, we would be, you know, zooming pretty high and feeling pretty good about ourselves. Hello, and welcome to Living Her Legacy, a podcast that celebrates and serves mamas who are choosing to live their best lives after starting their family. I'm your host, Jill Sutton, and thank you so much for joining today. As always, follow along on social media. You can find me on Instagram at Jill G. Sutton or at Living Her Legacy Podcast. I love connecting there because we can have more of a two-way conversation. You can also find the YouTube channel Living Her Legacy up, and it is a little bit behind this uh, audio podcast, but you can find the episodes going up there, hopefully more regularly. And that's kind of fun to be able to watch just the video of it, to see our conversation kind of like firsthand as if you're in the room with us. So I definitely encourage you guys to go check that out. Uh, We are wrapping up Depression Awareness Month. It is October Depression Awareness Month. And like I promised, we have a clinical therapist on that is going to kind of capstone our month. Now, I just want to preface this episode by saying that we do talk about sensitive topics such as suicide or attempting suicide, um, depression, and some other things that may be triggering. So I just want to make sure you guys are aware of the content before you continue listening. If that is something that you are sensitive to, I want you to fully know what is coming up on this episode. On the podcast today, we have Kayla Shannon. She is a licensed therapist who works hand in hand with many people who suffer from depression. She has so many takeaways during this episode on things that we can practically do in our lives right now. Even if we're not someone who has had a clinical diagnosis of depression, these are things that we can all do. I hope you guys enjoy. Hello, Kayla. Welcome to the podcast. How are you today? Hi, thank you for having me on. I'm doing really well. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing good this morning. I'm so excited that we were able to squeeze this in uh, because I feel like this is going to add a lot of value to the month of October being Depression Awareness Month. Why don't you get started just telling maybe a little bit about yourself, where you're from and what you're doing now? Okay. So my name is Kayla Shannon. I'm a licensed therapist in Pennsylvania. Um, I've actually had my practice about 15 years now, which makes me feel old, but I still feel young, um, you know, (laughs) at heart. So uh, about 15 years, I've been in private practice. I'm from Ohio. So actually where I live and where I work is right across the border. So I live in Ohio and I work in Pennsylvania. Um, I absolutely love what I do. I work with, I work with adults with depression, anxiety. I do couples counseling and I really enjoy working with teenagers and adolescents as well. Um, And I enjoy working with people who have had their power taken from them at some point and they are like just needing some support and getting their power back. That's a good run right there. Yeah. It's just, and it's something that like I would choose again and again and again, if I had more lifetimes I just, I can't say enough about how mental health is a super rewarding field because we get to work on ourselves and we get to support and help other people in that process too. So it's, it's been wonderful. Let's talk a little bit about what made you get into therapy in the first place. Okay. So uh, this is kind of an interesting story and I really think it's important to tell. So when I was, I believe I was in seventh grade, 
Um, my mom actually, she suffered from depression and PTSD her whole life. And she was very depressed while I was growing up. So when I was in seventh grade, she pretty severely attempted suicide and we were lucky that she made it through. It was very touch and go, but she made it through. And after that, all of my family members ended up having individual therapists. So there I was like a month after that, you know, very scary, mm. tragic event. And I was sitting with a therapist for the first time in my life. And she was just this beautiful, classy, loving, nurturing woman. And I, she was exactly what I needed at that time in my life. And I remember looking at her and I said to her, so this is what you do every day. And I usually get choked up when I talk about it because I just remember how much she was what I needed at that mm. time and how she was able to teach me skills, even as a seventh grader, you know, about my own personal wellness being in my own hands and being able to work on that. So that is, I just, in that moment, I said, I want to do and be essentially that woman, you know, and, and that really never changed like that. And there we go, you know, and then that was my plan. And that's how we got to where I'm at today. Wow. That's amazing. That's something, um, similar to me. I'm a physical therapist though, but it was kind of the same situation. It was like a junior high type type setting. I had a girlfriend, uh, terror rotator cuff, dislocated shoulder, had to go through surgery rehab. And she was my best friend. So like I went to all her rehab and I was like, I want to do this, you know, but isn't it crazy how like the impression wow. that someone can make at such a young age? Oh my gosh. Yeah. And when we see, when we see that what they're doing is helping us or like in your story, your friend, it's just that moment it clicks inside mm. of us that, yeah, that's what I want to do. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about depression. Cause that is one of the things that a lot of people come to you for. Can you just mm -hmm. kind of give us how it maybe presents in people or, you know, cause it's not always just oh. sad, you know, it can be anxiety and things like that. And I think people really need to know a little bit more about how depression can present. Oh, and like, that's such an important thing to talk about. And I'm so glad you brought that up first. So oftentimes what I see, especially in like busy moms or busy mm. people is like this super heavy feeling. So people will come in and say, I don't know what it is, but I know before I even open my eyes in the morning, I just feel heavy, you know, and you can just like, whenever you say that, you can just like almost feel it, especially if you've ever had a episode of major depression in your life, you know what that feeling is. So, and I think being a clinician and being somebody who, you know, I had it in my family and then to have had my own personal episodes of depression in my life, um, it kind of helps, mm -hmm. you know, in a weird way, knowing, okay, I know what that is, right? So people will say, I just feel heavy. It's very hard energetically to get through my day. I don't have the bandwidth to get through my day. Like maybe I did um, at another point in my life or a couple years ago or something like that. So uh, some people will be having trouble eating. They'll be having trouble like getting, dragging their body around, like to take a shower, you know, to, to do those simple self-care things for ourselves can be lacking or very much harder to do. 
Um, so there's only like a subset of us that really experience depression in a way that's like very sad thoughts. Sometimes it truly is more of the energy level trouble sleeping, like all of a sudden they're just not getting the rest, you know, um, some people it will manifest as they're sleeping 14 hours a day and they know that's not normal for them, you know? So all of these different physical signs you can look for in yourself um, or like in a loved one. I think those are really important to think about. Does it ever manifest as like anger or like resentment? Or, oh, you know what yeah. I mean? Like kind of like yeah. um, yeah. irritability. Like, mm. yeah. So having more irritability than normal for sure. And I think if you have a partner that, that you see that more coming at you, you can always say to your partner, Hey, I've noticed you've been a little bit more irritable with me lately. I'm not upset with you. I'm just concerned about how you're feeling. Mm -hmm. um, so something I'll say to people is like, it's okay to say to somebody, how are you doing in your inner world? How are you? Just to have check-ins. And I think it's important we do that with anybody. Like with the person who just handed me my coffee at McDonald's, like, how are you really doing? You know? I think we need to ask each other that more. The other way it can manifest is if you notice, wow, like my confidence is really taking a hit right now. Like I, I don't have that self-worth like I used to. I'm noticing more negative thinking about myself or about how I'm seeing the world. The lenses in which I'm viewing the world seem to be a little darker, you know, than I usually am. Mm. Um, which, so something that can help people is to be an observer of our thoughts. Mm. Um, it's almost like taking that step back from the you that's running around and doing everything every day, taking that step back and saying, let me like kind of look at what the background noise of my thinking is, because usually whatever is playing on that cassette tape I used to have cassette tapes <laughs> whatever is playing on that in our minds is going to be the driver like the engine of our feeling so if mm -hmm. we're feeling depressed or we're feeling more anxious what's really driving that is very important to be able to take a look at I love that you said that because I've recently been kind of reevaluating my self-talk and <laughs> realizing that it has been very negative for so long. And I think a lot of women do, we beat ourselves up, whether it's physically, or I forgot to send the kid with their water bottle to school. Uh, like it's my fault. You know, it's like, we kind of are always kind of beating ourselves up and it's really, you have to be really intentional about making that switch and thinking through what you've actually are saying to yourself and then replacing those statements right with something positive you know having a morning mantra or something like that mm -hmm. yeah in intentional is like my word of the year this year I'm like super into it the other a couple weeks ago I had a intentional self-care night at my office for my clients and friends that were able to come in person so it was an intentional bath shower so if you think about the five senses um i created like a music playlist uh we had candles for the scent and the smell the playlist for hearing 
um, feeling. I had loofahs and different things like that. Taste. Um, I got some yogi tea for everybody to choose from. Um, so all different kinds of soaps and things so that instead of just getting in the shower and getting out, like so many of us do, how do I walk into my bathroom and say, you know what, I'm going to love on myself in this very simple shower, throw one of these shower steamers in that smells good and relaxes me, turn on some music that feels like a big hug for me, you know, and really create a special experience out of your five minutes, you mm -hmm. know, that can really help us if we do that intentionally. And same thing with our thinking, like you and I are talking about, um, and I can even see when you said that you were evaluating your self-talk and your eyes looked, you know, kind of down mm -hmm. because you know that your self-talk hasn't been very nice to yourself mm -hmm. lately. Right, right. So, intentionally saying I, I say a lot we get really good at what we practice and if we practice negative self-talk boy can we get really good at it which is like an oxymoron right but mm. if we really intentionally practice speaking to ourselves um, like we would our children you know or we would our best friend we would be you know, zooming pretty high and feeling pretty good about ourselves for the most part, other than normal, you know, normal dips and mood that we all are going to have. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I love too, how simple it is to do something like that, like playing some music. We all have music accessible, right? It's like not that yeah. hard to throw on a favorite song while you're in the shower or, uh, you know, one thing I'll, I might do sometimes is either listen to a podcast or a book on you know, audio book, uh, while I'm in the shower might only be those few minutes, but it's something that I get to do for myself. Um, I love like the shower steamer or a bath bomb or whatever. Sometimes I just stick it in the floor of the shower. I don't even put it in a bath, you know, but just to yeah. have that extra sit, it doesn't take long. And and as an overwhelmed mom, we don't want things to take long. You know, we want it to be something that can be quick, but we can take care of ourselves because it is so important. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it's really important too, if you have any male listeners, which I do, same thing. We can do the same thing, obviously, for them too. And they should with intention because they're out there doing the same things that we are working super hard and need to focus on intentionally treating themselves well, talking to themselves well, taking care of themselves. Mm, those are some really good tips too. You talked about like taking your power back. Talk about that for me if you can. Sure. So if you think about it, our power can be taken from us or, or you know, we can give it away in any sense. So a very simple situation could be if you're in a workplace where you have a boss or a manager that, you know, they really talk down to you and that doesn't feel good. And so all of a sudden you're feeling small in your workplace. So it can be like that, mm -hmm. which um, is simple and, and very important. We spend so many hours in our workplace. So that's like a really big deal. So it can be like that. Um, or it can be, you know, the mom or the dad who has a partner that, you know, speaks to them in ways like, you're, you know, you never do anything right. Um, you know, and, and really puts them down. And we can say a lot of mean other things. Certainly if somebody is swearing at you, like that's pretty clear that that's mm -hmm. not okay. Um, but then it can go to even deeper levels of financial abuse and your money is, 
taken from you before you even get it and you're not able to take care of the bills and things and you're in debt because of someone um or you know they are mentally coercing you into staying in a situation that is not healthy for you so and then of course physical abuse and, and all those different kinds of abuse october is also domestic violence awareness month mm. so that's like a, a really big month i think for people so to kind of like cross like our topics to today, there are people who will be like, think that they're very depressed only purely because of depression, let's say. But when I really get to talking with them, it's they don't have their power in their mm. life at all. And so that depression has developed secondarily to they're in an abuse environment, right? And if we clear up the abuse environment and we give them what they need to be able to take their power back, oftentimes the depression will um, start to, to dissipate. And it's mm. a pretty cool thing to see. So in my own life, I had my power taken from me. I was able to get my power back utilizing like a holistic approach of things that just fell into place. So I ended up with a really amazing landlord. I, that helped me take my power back. I ended up doing self-defense lessons, um, training under somebody absolutely amazing, helped me connect my physical strength in taking myself back, taking my power back and my mental mindset of getting my power back with self-defense. Um, I had a wonderful coach that she had risen from her own control situation. So after I was out of my situation, I thought everybody should have access to all of these things, period, end of story. Um, and it can be very hard to access those things if you are in a control situation, because a lot of times your every movement is being tracked. And sometimes people even have trackers on their cell phones or their cars, you know, so I ended up in working with a, a, a software like development company. I have a secret app and I call it underground moves and on it, anybody who has it has access to me as a therapist who's experienced taking their power back. They have access to a peer coach who is absolutely wonderful to a trauma release yoga specialist who is the bomb and mm. she's also wow. risen from her own um, control situation, self-defense. So they can have live self-defense or in person, depending on where they're at training so that you know what to do if you're backed into a corner and how to protect yourself and or your children. Um, housing advocacy, because like sometimes you're not able to go view a house or an apartment to rent and you're not able to call those people. So having a housing advocate for you to do that underground work um, is really helpful too. So that's like kind of my side project, which I'm super duper duper passionate about. And I also have some housing with some teammates of mine that we've put a couple people um, in the last couple of years and even this week into housing that were leaving their situations and felt like they were ready to. So I think that if you if you're somebody who is in a control situation, it's really important for you or for them to know that there are people out here who not only are getting out, but who are saying, 
I don't want anybody to ever feel like they don't mm. have access to all of the things that can help them behind the scenes, set them up for success and for permanently ending the cycle of control in their life. That is absolutely amazing. Like that is, you know, you've, you've ticked all the boxes as far as what someone would need in that situation. And that's wonderful. So <clears throat> if someone were in a situation like that, they can download the app and then what is it just like, not, is it not traceable on the phone? I just don't understand how it's yeah. like an underground. Yeah. So it's not traceable. So the web, they can message, like if anybody needs to message me, my handle on Instagram is the self-partnered therapist. They can message me and I can steer them in the right direction um, mm -hmm. for it. In about a month, there's going to be a website live, undergroundmoves.com. And through that website, you it will guide you. If you're an employer who wants to buy access to the app for your employees, um, that is a wonderful and admirable thing. That will be an option on there. And then I will train um, the HR and the companies how to support their employees with accessing the app. There will be an option for individual people like you and me if we went on there and we were able to get our own like kind of like month of it or year of it. There'll be a way to click it and then it'll explain to them how to download the app and use it. But yes, it's not traceable on the phone. It would not be somebody anybody would know what it was. Um, and it logs out, you know, very quickly, much like the National Domestic Violence um, dot org, you can chat with people on there for support. It's much like that where it will disconnect the survivor if they stop using the program. And that's also non-traceable. This app is too. It's just that you have more services in your mm. pocket and they're, they're all peers, you know, they're all people who have been through it and are on the other side of it and who can really support. That's amazing. Wow. Thank you for asking about it. It's so, like, it's just something I feel so passionate about. And I really think that in our society, if we take a step back and we look at like, what's causing, like, what is driving our anxiety? What's driving our depression? What's zapping our energy? You know, sometimes the answer might be not always, but it might be you're, you're in a power and control dynamic. And if you just had help understanding what's healthy and what's not healthy and how to get to healthy, maybe that would clear up some of the other mental health stuff, you know? Mm. Yeah. I do feel like, I mean, we've had a much bigger push in the States, at least for mental health awareness. It seems like it's a little bit more everywhere. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? That's obviously like encouraging. Yeah. Yeah. I have noticed an increase in that too. And like so much needed, if you think about, unfortunately, like, um, you know, the societal level of shootings and things like that. So you know, I think when those big things happen, we see, you know, a, a good response, right? But it's up to us, like it's up to all of us in society as a whole to check on each other. Like I mentioned the person at McDonald's this morning, it's up to us to check on each other. I don't mm -hmm. care what your relationship is with other people. And to say like, hey, I know of these these things if you ever need help, or I've been in therapy, there's nothing wrong with it. If you ever need it, here's a name you know, or, or the way to go about it so that we can keep decreasing stigma and not just respond to it when we have a major event in society, but as a whole to just really prioritize mental health and wellness across the board. And I think like podcasts, like your podcast here, 
amazing, like phenomenal. You know, like you said, you're in physical therapy and you're doing like you're doing podcasts with mental health <laughs> and talking about it. That that is so admirable and awesome. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, it, it plays a, such a role to physically in the body. You know, I see it physically a lot mm -hmm. of times. And, um, and I think, I think what's nice is sometimes in the medical community, there is a lot of collaboration where they do, you know, refer out to the specialist that they need to, and you can kind of screen for these other things that might be a little outside your scope, right? Like this is a little bit outside my scope. Let me, let's get you to a provider that can really help you with these thoughts or, you know, the, the depression that I can feel in your body. Yeah. Oh, wow. That is so neat and so cool. So when you find somebody who you think there's depression manifesting in, and you're seeing it with them physically, you'll, you'll really recognize that and say, let's get you some help or some providers. That's yeah. awesome. Oftentimes, you know, we're trying to just like you guys taking a really thorough history and mm -hmm. it might come out, you know, not at that first appointment because you haven't really built that rapport yet, but things kind of come out, you know, you're pretty physical therapy is pretty intimate, you know, your hands on the body, you know, you're talking through a lot of stuff and it can trigger a lot of different responses. And so, yeah, there's definitely mm -hmm. times where you can see like, this is, this is something that needs to be addressed by somebody else for sure. Mm -hmm. That is so neat. I love that. We're all in this together. We're all out here bumping around, trying to understand ourselves, trying to see like where we kind of jive with other people and fit while becoming our own people. So why not evolve together? Is there anything that you would recommend as like a mindset practice or something that like an activity someone can do that would help them start this process of either talking positive or, you know, just something that would get them going. Mm -hmm. So for your regular person, I think if you can incorporate any kind of self-reflection into your life or into your day, that's kind of the first place to start. So if you're busy, busy, busy in, in the morning, before you even get out of bed, I think it's a good idea to say, okay, let me set some intentions for my day right now. Let mm -hmm. me decide where my thoughts are going to go today. Let me really direct that thinking because that's a really good place to start, especially if you're realizing you're having some depression and you're needing to really start mm -hmm. cho choosing your thinking. Um, and then book ending. So that would be, if you think of a bookend, you know, and the books are in the middle, there's a beginning and an end. Uh, doing that in the morning is like starting your day off centered and balanced. Also doing that in the evening is that other part of the bookend. And in, in the in-between is like your life of your day. So at the end of your day, if you can sit down and you can say, how did I do on my intentions today? You know, was I able to kind of keep up with those? Do I need to kind of tweak that for tomorrow? That's a good time to pat yourself on the back for anything small that you were able mm -hmm. to do that you did do, because I think sometimes we miss the small things that we need to mm -hmm. champion ourselves on. Um, so setting your intentions out loud verbally, if people like to journal or jot things down, they could do that in a journal and you don't have to write too much more other than those things, unless you do really like to write. Other ways to bookend your day would be doing like a 
teeny tiny yoga practice in the beginning and an evening wind down little yoga practice at night. And it couldn't even be stretching, you know, if you, mm -hmm, it just mm -hmm. to incorporate you being like in physical therapy, incorporating that mind body and just kind of stretching and moving your body around and getting it connected with your thoughts and your feelings. That's kind of a really good day to do that. I do have an idea to share or something that I've noticed that's been very helpful for me throughout sure. life. So I, when I had gotten my bachelor's degree in psychology, I had probably one of my most favorite jobs of my life when I first came out of undergrad, which was I was a blended case manager for people with what we called at that time chronic mental illness. So these are people that um, they had been in state hospitals for mental health and they were living in the community and they needed a blended case manager to come and check in on them and see how they were doing, see if they were able to have access to care and things like that. So that was one of my favorite jobs. And during that time, there was a movement at that time called the RAP plan, wellness recovery action planning. And I believe it's still around today. If people want to look it up, it's wonderful. Mm -hmm. It was created. Mary Ellen Copeland is a lady who created it and she would visit her mom in the mental health hospital and her and her dad would say, is there anything else we can do to support my mom when she comes out? And one day a doctor said to them, well, you could kind of make a plan to say, this is what she looks like when she's well. And these are kind of the signs that show when she's starting to slip. And this is what she looks like when she's not well. So this woman took that information, created it into a whole program to wrap <laughs> people in mm. a plan for themselves. Mm. So I learned that through that job, really took it into my own life and said, we don't have to be ill on the level of going into a mental health hospital to use this idea of wrapping ourselves with a plan. We can do that as moms, dads, mm. employees, we can wrap ourselves in a mental wellness plan. So thinking about me today, what do I look like when I'm feeling well? Well, I'm getting up pretty easily. I'm hopping out of bed for me, you know, because I'm a morning mm -hmm, person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm turning on music. I'm dancing. Okay. So making a big list of those for yourselves. And then what do I look like when things are kind of sort of starting to go toward depression land? Well, I am slower to getting up out of bed. So that's what that looks like. I forget that I can even turn on music, mm -hmm. right? So I'm not picking out my outfits. I'm just throwing on anything at that point, you know, versus intentionally choosing things that I feel good in. So I try to stay pretty present and current on that and looking at where I'm at because you can adjust accordingly. If you realize you're in things are breaking down for me land, well, then there are things that we can identify that can kind of bump us back up into feeling good. But if we wait until we're all the way to I'm broke, things are broken down. Like I am at a point mm. where uh, I'm not doing any of the things that are healthy for me. We can still come back from that too, but it's going to take, uh, it's probably going to take more heavy lifting 
to get ourselves up to well. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Does that make sense? What that's an amazing tool. And I love that because I feel like that is helpful to open up discussion between your partner. Um, you know, the people that are close around you, because you can paint such a clear picture. Just like you said, I'm getting out of bed. I'm picking out my clothes. I'm putting on, you know, hair and makeup in the mornings versus yeah, just rolling out of bed. Now, some days are like that, right? Some days are like that. And it doesn't necessarily mean it's, you know, you're going down the slippery slope or anything, but I think tuning into those clues about yourself and about your mood, you know, I know one thing for me, I can tell when I'm in a good headspace. I can turn most things into a positive situation, right? When the kids are, you know, getting, you know, fighting with each other or, you know, whatever it is, not listening, I can keep it positive. But when I'm at my edge, you know, that's when I'm like, enough, like, I can't take it. You know, you can kind of tell you're short, you're irritable. Like it's, it's harder to keep up that kind of like, I don't know, just like that friendly atmosphere in the house. Yeah. Cause you can tell that you're just at a low. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think, you think you would do this? Like you would incorporate like this idea into your life? Yeah. I think it's fantastic. I think, especially thinking between like my spouse and I, like there are times, you know, when we are irritated at each other and it's like, doesn't matter what he says, I'm going to take it as mm -hmm. something that he's trying to, you know, he's yeah. trying to get me upset or whatever, but you can tell yeah. when you're at that state. And it's, I think if we both had be able to communicate uh -huh. that, like, Hey, here mm -hmm. we are. It really takes a lot of self-reflection to even understand where we're at personally, but then to understand at where our partner has evolved to, and mm -hmm. then where has the relationship at its, its own separate organism is how I consider it in terms of marital and couples therapy is, okay, how do we nurture and nourish this, this uh, creature that is our marriage and really take care of it? And mm. because we've both evolved yeah. in that time, you know? And you think about like any time you have a life change, is really a good time to have a third party to talk to about it because, yeah. because it is, it's so much of your life changing, you know, right. baby being born, a loss of somebody, a house move, a career change, like all of these things play a big role on our mental health. They do. They do. One thing for listeners that I think is really important from my perspective as a therapist is make sure you're going to a therapist who regularly has their own therapy or their own coaching or like some way of they are allowing themselves to evolve too. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I think that's really, really important because why would we ever go to somebody who hasn't been through their own stuff, isn't working on their own stuff, you know, yeah, and really, yeah. you know, that they see the importance of self-reflection and therapy in their own lives. I think it's really, really important. And I think it's a, it's an okay question to ask your therapist it's okay to check in with your therapist on that like are you someone who believes in self-development and evolving and mental wellness how do you keep working on your mental wellness and if they can't answer that like you know maybe they'll start or you know maybe you end up kind of like interviewing other therapists too because mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. not everybody's going to be the right fit at any particular time for any particular person yeah yeah. I, I love that. Cause that's something I say all the time is find the one that you drive with. 
I mean, you really have to, if you're going to be spending that much time with them and you're going to be really disclosing a lot of information with them, you want somebody that you feel comfortable with for sure. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it takes, you know, one, two or three to get, get to where, where you want to be. Yeah. Well, Kayla, I want to ask you, what does it mean to you to be living in your legacy? Oh, I love that question. So, wow. I think it means to be rising up from anything that you're trying to grow through because we grow through what we go through. So I think it means to be like kind of breaking through those things that are our own self-development things to come through and then to be authentically living that in my daily life. Um, which if you look at my Instagram, like that, that's pretty much my daily life, my daughter and I, and how we're living and how we're trying to incorporate just authentic living Mm -hmm. in all of our moments and Mm -hmm. embracing all of it, embracing joy, embracing hard times, embracing growth, and just truly like living it every day authentically. Mm. Speaking of that, where can people find you? Um, So I would say the easiest way is probably to message me on Instagram. I always message back. So the self-partnered therapist is my handle. I have a couple different websites. I do have a link tree. If you click on the link tree on my Instagram, you'll see like different ways to get a hold of me too. As far as I I didn't tell you the self-partnered therapist handle name, I have coaching that I do with people who are going through kind of an identity shift in their life. um, And they're needing to really be the best partner for themselves for a little bit and explore who they are that's what the self-partnered therapist is. So it's really coaching along with therapy during that process. So there is a website for that through the link tree that people can do the coaching with me as well. Excellent. Well, I want to thank you so, so much for being on today and sharing your time. Of course. I really appreciate you having me on and I love what you're doing and how you're encouraging people to live authentically. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. If there's any, any of your listeners, if they just identify themselves as your listener, Mm -hmm. I will, I will work with them, you know, at a, at any kind of cost that would be affordable to them. So I'm super flexible with people. And I would love to hear from your listeners if they contact me, you know, that would be wonderful. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. I'll have them put in like either something legacy or something like that when they, when they reach out to you. Perfect. Okay. Kayla, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Have a great day. Yes, you too. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for joining today. I really hope you enjoyed that conversation between Kayla and I, like I said before, there were so many takeaways. I really love that rap concept of being able to identify, you know, who you look like when you're functioning optimally who you look like when you're slipping and who you look like when you're not functioning great. And I really feel like even if you don't have that clinical diagnosis of depression, these things are great tools to use throughout your day. You can kind of see when you're sliding into a funk, this would really help open up conversation between you and a significant other or your partner. I really feel like this helps. And just like she was saying how we need to, kind of step up and in society, be able to say, how are you doing really? 
And I think so many of us are kind of afraid of this conversation because maybe we don't put in the time to really have these conversations with others, but these are the important conversations. And I really feel like community is something that we all need. You know, Kayla mentioned, we're all just human beings, just kind of bumping around and trying to figure out how to better ourselves, how to grow ourselves, how to be the best we can be. And nobody's got it down perfect, right? We're all just trying to figure it out together. I want to just encourage you to take those few moments, reach out, maybe start with somebody that's closer to you. You know, maybe it doesn't have to be the store clerk or somebody that you don't know, but reach out to a family member and just say, how are you doing really? Like, let's talk about it. Let's um, make this more of a common conversation and really build on our community. If you guys are seeking help at all, if you feel inspired to just reach out to a therapist, um, Kayla has offered her services. Basically, she said, mention living her legacy and she will work something out with you, whether it's something that um, is going to be a payment plan or a reduced rate, but definitely mention the Living Her Legacy podcast on your intake form if you want to speak with her and she will do what she can do to provide the services that you need. Uh, she wants obviously no one to go untreated and no one to go on this journey alone. Uh, she has tons of resources and would love to hook you up. So mention Living Her Legacy podcast. That would be amazing. Also, if you don't want to do a virtual event and you're looking for somebody live, but you're not in her area, go on psychology today, type in your zip code and find a therapist that is close to you that you can meet with, that you jive with, that you get along with, that you really feel like you can move mountains with, right? You can really get some momentum going and change some of these negative thought patterns that we have. All right. I've rambled on long enough. I love you guys. I'll talk with you later. See you next week.